0: McKenna Hall, psychology, period five, Tim Allen, take eight. (sighs) So today for the eighth time, I will be overseeing two people at Good Day Cafe in Mansfield, Texas. Some people call it spying, but for exception of this grade, I will call it overseeing. I'm currently sitting in my Toyota Camry right outside this large rectangular window, currently spying on my Target. The target is this pregnant woman. She looks about in her mid-20s, early 20s. And the other target is a very, 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 very mm, seasoned man, if we shall say. He seems to be the only one doing all the talking. She's sitting there looking confused. And I just cannot help but wonder what in the world is going on this looks like it could be interesting or it could be a disaster by the looks of it it looks like a disaster and you know there's nothing else to do but enter the restaurant so I think that's what we're gonna do and I'm honestly hoping and praying that they have their biscuit gravy combo and that the biscuit is actually cooked and not doughy in the middle because I would hate to have a subpar meal with this five-star show Now that we've cut that silly music, let's enter the restaurant. Ugh, this music is so loud in here. I cannot even hear myself, hear myself. So I'm sitting diagonal right across the booth that they're sitting from. I've just pulled out my notepad and my pencil and I am ready to observe. I'm going to try to narrate everything as much as possible without trying to be too noticeable. So I'm going to set my phone down on the far end of the table and I'm going to try to pick up as much audio as I can. And I'll try not to interject as much so you guys can hear the full conversation and get a perspective of what I'm looking at.
1: Sweetie, I get that this is a very strenuous situation for the both of us, but you know that this is what's best. I don't want to force you to do anything you don't want to, but I mean, just think about it, baby. Here, have another sip of your beer and think about me for a second. I mean us.
0: Oh my gosh, she actually drank the beer.
1: It doesn't even taste like beer. It's disgusting. Cure absent. Oh, stop it.
0: What?
2: All we ever do is drink, look at movies, drink, look at more things, have sex, and drink more. Like what am I? A three-day weekend?
0: He didn't even answer her. Oh my gosh. She has her arms crossed and is looking up at the ceiling, trying hard not to cry. He takes another sip of his beer. Like nothing ever happened. Operant conditioning duly noted.
2: Wow, look at those beautiful white hills tucked in the distance. They're so lovely. They remind me almost of elephants.
0: She's smirking, admiring the hills and their beauty. It reminds her of something obviously. They actually are a sight to see if I do say so myself.
1: Yeah. They're cute, I guess. Hey, how about another drink? Waiter.
0: Oh gosh, her whole face just dropped in disappointment. She's clearly disappointed and disgusted from this waste of an external stimulus sitting right before her. The waiter delivered a second serving of beer with lime. She immediately folded the wedge in the napkin and looks the other way. Mmm.
2: This one tastes a whole lot better. Much smoother. You know what else would
1: be smoother? This operation I want you to have in New York. I'd fly back out to New York with you and hold your hand every step of the way. I'd never leave your side, you know that.
2: Then what about after Jig? What about after the procedure?
1: We'll be perfectly happy. Even happier than before.
2: I mean, yeah, but...
1: I know a few buddies of mine who've done it with their girlfriends. It's perfectly safe. Dr. Jones is the finest man for the job, honey.
2: Yeah, me too. They said it made their relationship better, too.
1: See? But look, if you don't want to do it, I'm not gonna make you. I wouldn't make you do it if you didn't want to, but it is a simple thing to do. But can you do it?
2: If I say things are white like elephants, will you like it? Will you love me more if I do it?
1: Maybe I'll love it forever. You know I worry. I care about you.
2: Well, I don't care about me. I'll have the procedure and everything will go back to normal. Maybe we could have everything.
1: No, no, no. No, Jake, we can't. We can't have everything, we can't go everywhere, we can't be seen out in public often. It's not ours anymore. It never was. If you don't go through with this, we'll never have anything. They take away all the joy honey. Here, take another sip of your beer. You don't mean that stuff.
2: But I love you. I've loved you since the first time you brought me over here to America. I'm so confused.
1: See, look, if you do this, we'll get along better and everything will be magical. Doesn't that mean something to you?
2: Of course, baby, I don't want anybody but you. I just want to spend the rest of my life with you and our. You know what I'm trying to say. I just love you so much and I'm so confused.
1: Can you do me a favor right now, Jig?
2: I'd do anything for you, my love.
1: Good. Just stop talking. Your train board's in less than an hour. We should get going. Your bags are in the car. We'll drive right over to the station. How do you feel?
2: I'm fine. I'm perfectly okay. Great.
1: Let's get going, shall we? Remember, hon, this is for us. I'm not forcing you to do anything you don't want to, but I'm glad you are.
0: She takes another sip of her beer, and he's helping her up the table. He's smiling very gleefully, but she still just looks so confused. She's keeping her eyes on those White Hills as they leave outside the restaurant. They're walking out to the parking lot. He doesn't even open her door for her. She gets in. She soaks in the seat, and she's still staring at those White Hills. They're pulling off to go to the train station, I assume. When I get back to my car, I'll share my final thoughts. So I can conclude that this operation was probably an abortion. And he was doing everything in his power to convince her, but not make it seem like he was convincing her. The girl was way too dependent on him. She couldn't even order her own drinks at the bar. And he just kept on serving her drinks like she wasn't even pregnant. The two didn't even talk, and they just used alcohol as a way to avoid their problems. And, you know, him at the end, when he told her to please stop talking, you know, it indicates that they're just, you know, dancing around this issue still. And, you know, who knows if she's ever going to actually make it to the train station to get the abortion. It doesn't really seem like she has a mind of her own. We can say those white elephants really symbolize something very meaningful to her. The color white is very pure, and an elephant is, you know, very, you know, pure as well. So, this could have, you know, symbolized her unborn child. That's why she kept looking at the elephant and, you know, retracting her comments even at one point in the situation, and he even picked up on the hint, too, because he told her, hey, let's get another drink. So, you know, at first glance, you know, it's actually a very beautiful, you know, comparison, but, you know, it's obviously something that is close and dear to her. Folks, this concludes my podcast and observations for the morning. Didn't even get my biscuit because I am actually just a little bit confused, disgusted, and I feel bad for the girl. But you know, I think I'll probably title this podcast Hills Like White Elephants. Thank you for listening.